Okay, good morning. Today's class is in the Rufus Shalema of Alexandra, Esther, Chaya, Badluna, Patricia, Mashem Kippur, Rufus Shalema, also in Rufus Shalema of Rav David Ben Sara and Rav Shalom Ben Yavne, Mizrat Hashem, Lunishma, Yorkna, Diana, Megadalia, and Sian Ben Nema, Mizrat Hashem, also in the success of Elisheva Rav, Gadiel Ben Elisheva, Shavon Elisheva, Reina Makavata Babasha, Gadiel Ben Elisheva. And also Rufur Shalem of Chana Bat Adel and Rufur and success that Rachel Ben Chana should get married. Okay, May 3rd and May 4th, LA, May 17th, in God willing, in Manhattan. We're going to post all the stuff after Passover. Um, God willing, also, we're raising money for whoever wants to donate Tikkun Aklalis to LA. Um, God willing, we're going to raise money. We're going to, I think there's like five or six hundred of them. We need to ship to L.A., very well needed. Any cleansing in L.A. is very beneficial. We will expect delays on getting those tikkun aklalis to L.A. because anytime there's purity, there's always, there's always all kinds of issues. We have to clear customs in life. Okay, really, really unbelievable concept today. I'm going to take three books. One of them is called The Hidden Treasures. Another one's called Inner Space by Arya Kaplan. By the way, I'm going to create an Amazon store with all the book recommendations so people can send the link. You have all the stores. You exactly what the books I talk about this way because I got tons of messages on, on uh, what books, book books. You're going to have a store with all the books and you can reference it. And also we're going to take a, 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 actually a blog that one of my favorite blogs in, um, by this Roger Kamenetz. Roger Kamenetz. And he actually wrote a book called The Burnt Book. The Burnt Book was a book on Rab Nachman's, how Rab Nachman had to burn one of his books before, because if they didn't burn the book, he would die. So one, believe it or not, one of his Rab Nachman's books had to be burnt, because it was too, it was not ready for the world, and that book was never revealed, and basically there's a decree in heaven, you either burn the book, or you're going to die. And they, actually, exactly what happened, they burnt the book, and he actually wrote the book called The Burnt Book. Just the concept of it. So today you're going to hear an unbelievable concept. What's the connection between Passover, trauma, failure, you know, what are we doing? What's the whole tikkun process that we're made? It's very, very important. I, I, I've understood this concept a lot. I've read into this concept a lot. So when I, obviously when I went through with my son, it allowed me to go through the process much, much faster. Because I understood. I understood what the concept of failure. I understood the concept of shattering of the vessels. It's funny because before I was going to, the reason why I'm doing this class and how I got to this class is yesterday I'm getting, I'm going to, um, thank God I'm getting my knee repaired so there's, they do stem cell research, they do stem cells, so they pick, all of a sudden they take blood from your uh, bone marrow and they put it into your knee to regenerate. And all of a sudden I got a massive, massive, massive um, trigger, obviously because my son with the bone marrow. And you could see that, you know, what are the steps that I, I noticed a trigger, obviously I got like a major, major darkness. And, but I, I, one very, very important, when you get those triggers, it's very, very important, do not resist it. Just notice it and let it go. And it went away. Baruch Hashem, it went away in 10 minutes. Um, but it's very, very important. Anytime we get triggered in life, you have to just notice. It's just a sensation. It's coming from a reservoir of, of stuff you've held in, and it's got to come out. And it's very, very important when dealing with trauma. Do not, do not, these triggers, do not run away from them. Notice them. Let them, let them process. This is part of the letting go. And after 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, Baruch Hashem, I was, I was able to let it go. So I just wanted to give, a, give people chizuk because normally people get those kind of triggers. They'll go into shock, they'll go into anxiety, they'll start trying to medicate, panic attacks. And this is very, very, um, you need to really, really get an understanding of this. So what's the connection between trauma and Passover? 
And it's, you're going to recognize there's, there's actually three steps to trauma and going through the process of people, people go through trauma. And he's going to th- it takes a beautiful example. Why are we constantly talking about trauma over and over again as Jews? Why are we going through a Seder talking about how we were slaves? It's pretty traumatizing. You would say, listen, it's pretty traumatizing. Continue talking about how you were slaves. But there's a, there's a reason why. And the reason why we have to constantly go through it. There's a very deep concept that the Arizal says that the shattering of the vessels was not a one-time occurrence. It's something that happened. It's going to constantly happen in our lives. That means we're going to have a lot of failure in our lives. We're going to have a lot of trauma in our lives. Um, and we're going to have to bounce back. One of Our job in life is to elevate evil, back to good, not, not understand it. Our job is to really conquer it. And the way you conquer it is by moving on and making a tikkun. Usually, all these any situations, a person goes through trauma. If he handles it well, he gets. Rabbi Nachman tells you you get a brand new mindset. That means if you handle trauma well, you get a brand new mindset. The gift for trauma, the gift for handling a situation well, you get a brand new way of life. And that, what is that worth? I mean, it's like pretty much you, you get a new mindset. So very few people get a new mindset from inspiration. Most people that you'll see in the world, they'll get a new mindset from handling trauma the right way with the proper belief systems and then they get this concept of new because remember the process when you surrender you're allowing God's light to finally come in so he talks about here something unbelievable he says the actual you know the, we're, we're, what are we actually celebrate? what are we actually grieving over the actual Passover ceremony on the rabbinical origin is a response to the greatest trauma in history which was the destruction of the second temple and he's saying here that this is when we had the withdrawal. One of the things about the temple is that the Shekhin is no longer here. The Shekhin is no longer here. God's presence is in exile. So we feel a source today. Back then, people recognized Hashem. They knew Hashem. They felt connected all the time. But today, you see such an issue today where people do not feel connected. It's like an absence. Today, people are questioning religious people. Is God there or not? There's even a question of abandonment that we speak about. We spoke about a class two days ago that it's very important to understand that mantra, that God is with you, He's always with you. Ekye is the name, I will be what I will be. I'm always with you. But to us, because of the, the tremendous amount of, of pain that we're going through in life, we can get our emotions can, can dictate that we're going, we, get, we have a sense of abandonment. And this is actually the concept that we actually have to go through. And he says, history keeps on repeating itself. Trauma repeats itself over and over again. The deepest understanding of this was revealed by the Holy Ariza. From Isaac Luric. He said in the 60s, he said, the Ari explains that every single process, which this changed my life, this concept of understanding what it's simsum, a contraction, and a tikkun, absolutely changed my life. It was once I understood this concept, and it took me years and years to understand this concept, but once I understood this concept, the things have to first, there's a withdrawal. Withdrawal is there's a, there's a test in your life. Because remember, if the answer is clear, there's no test. So there's always that test where you, don't, where you feel like a withdrawal that God's withdrawing from you. Like you don't see any, there's no clarity. Then there's actually the breaking of the vessel. And then what are you going to do about it? <laughs> that process itself, and this is what he's saying here. There's a tzimtzum. The tzimtzum in Kabbalistic literature means a contraction or an absence of light. Believe it or not, this is also the same procedure we use to hit goals. The Shirata Kalim is the actually breaking of the vessels. 
Remember, why did the break, vessels break originally? God purposely created the vessels with too much light so they should break in order to allow free choice to come to this world. Because if not, the sages say, it would be like you holding a flashlight in the day. It would have no purpose. You would have absolutely no purpose if you had 100% clarity. You would have no purpose. You would not get reward for faith. You would not get reward for struggling. You would have absolutely no purpose and that's called the bread of shame. So the struggle, the breaking, the situation today, the God had to create a world so there would be an arousal from below and man can actually get rewarded for crowning his creator and that's by overcoming darkness in your life. When you overcome darkness, when you overcome, when a person goes through a divorce and he gets remarried, he made it to tikkun. When a person goes through a traumatic situation in his life and he moves on, he made it to tikkun because he's, he's glorifying God's name. But when we stay in those situations, we're basically saying God has abandoned me. And all we have is trauma, depression, anxiety. You understand? It's a big deal, by the way. Because you can either go right or you can absolutely go left. And medication, there's nothing in the world. Medication will help you maybe get settled. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to, through your new belief system and through meaning and purpose, you have to be able to bounce back. The tzimtzum is the absence. So this is exactly what happened. The absence is the withdrawal of light. The kalim, the breaking of the vessels, is the destruction. And Jewish examples of this shattering of the vessels were many. The destruction of the temple, the acquisition. Remember what happened after the destruction of the temple? The exile from Spain. But what was the exile of Spain? The tikkun for the exile of Spain was America. The Holocaust. Israel. So the Baal Shem Tov. When your Jews imagine the times of the, the Jews, they were, they were serving Shabbatai's fiat. Apparently 50 to 60 to 70% of the Jews were believed this guy was Mashiach. Next thing you know, the guy becomes an Arab. Talk about trauma. Talk about trauma. I mean, that's a... Uh, what do you do next? I mean, you're left completely hopeless. I mean, you, you're all in to this guy, Shavitai Svi. You think this is the next Mashiach, at, at, specifically at a time that there is tremendous darkness in the world, and there was a void of darkness. You put all your money on this guy, next thing you know, you find that the guy's a fraud, and he, comes, he converts into an Arab. Talk about trauma. That's trauma. And yet... After Shabbat Tzvi, the greatest light came to the world, which was the Baal Shem Tov. How many people would believe in the Baal Shem Tov? But remember, you have to have the Shabbat Tzvi, and that appears like an absolutely withdrawal that God has abandoned the Jews. What a traumatic situation! And here we go. Here comes the Baal Shem Tov. There's always the light after the breaking of the vessels. Remember, every breaking of the vessels, Rav Nathan's going to tell us, is just to create a new light and to create a new strategy. But because of our emotions, because of our trauma, some, some of us, we can't, we can't get through, through that process. So in our personal lives, when a person goes through divorce, death, God forbid, loss of a loved one, these are the shattering moments in your life. Luria's insights that these were all built, every trauma you went through was already built into creation. How do you like that one? It's a very big statement. That means whatever you've gone through, pretty much you're going to destined to have some kind of trauma in your life, and it was built into creation. It's not a new thing. The repair, the tikkun olam, and the healing of the world is the repairing of the vessels. So in the Passover story, the shattering of the vessels is the slavery itself, right? The tzimtzum is the hopelessness of being abandoned by God, of feeling of abandonment. The Jews felt completely abandoned in Egypt. They felt like they were completely... That's what made everything worse, because they couldn't even speak. They felt completely shock and denial. They were completely abandoned. And this happens to us in trauma. You feel completely 
abandoned by God. Then there is the breaking of the vessel. And the only option now is to make the tikkun. Is to make the tikkun. Now you, have to, now you have to go higher than you were before. And this is where he's saying what makes trauma more than just suffering, it's the despair that God has left you alone. That is what makes trauma today so, so difficult. Because I, I can, one thing is called pain and suffering. But why trauma itself? Because trauma, it's an association of shock, denial, like complete disbelief. And that is, that itself represents a person being abandoned by God. But that's a Timson, by the way. In Kabbalistic, Timson had to happen. Because remember, in order for God to break the vessel, He first had to remove itself in order to break the vessel. You understand, this is life. You can take the same principle in life in your marriage, you're going to get peaks of highs and then there's going to be a breakage, a major fight. And that will give you the opportunity to create a new high. And there'll be a business breaking of the vessels. You'll get robbed by your partner next thing you know. And I, I think, lahabdil or lahabdil, if you just listen to Steve Jobs' speech, that's pretty much the shattering of the vessels in a very, very practical way. How things had to happen. He explained how this had to happen. The shattering of the vessels got kicked out of Apple to open up Pixar. And then he went back into the thing. The whole thing is telling you that all the dots connect at the end of the day. How he got that insight. But that's pretty much, I think God gave him those insights to tell us. But what he was saying in that speech was literally the cabal of the breaking of the vessels. That things have to shatter in your life. And it's not a question whether it's going to happen or not. It's whether you move on or not. Do you have the tools to move on? Do you have proper meaning? Do you have the right tools to move on? And this is exactly what, the, what we have to go through. We're all going to go through this in our lives. In appearance of completely, um, appears like God completely left us, then the breaking, then all of a sudden, your job is the repair. Now is the work. The work is not to look at the broken vessels and say, hey, look who broke my vessels. God has abandoned me. That's not going to get you anything. That, God forbid, is a victim mindset. Our job is to now repair. Come back and build big, bigger than ever. This is exactly what we're doing in Egypt. We're talking about, we're swallowing, we're talking about the... the all you're doing in the, in the Seder, part of it is saying how you were enslaved, and then God took you out of your mighty, with a mighty arm. You're literally processing <laughs> that... You're processing the trauma. But you're recognizing that you're before, you were a slave. But now you're free, as, 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 we, as we constantly... We're supposed to act like kings in the Seder. We're supposed to lean to the left. We're supposed to raise our cups and wines. So you're free. Post-traumatic growth instead of post-traumatic stress. That's pretty much the Kabbalistic of, of the Seder. It's really the, the concept of, of this. And at the end of the day, there's one key element between a person going through, staying in the, pretty much staying in the past or repairing. And that's called the element of faith. And that it's not something that could be understood rationally. That's something you almost have to jump into. You have to jump into Emunah. And through Emunah, a person, God will give him the strength in order to overcome that challenge. And not only overcome it, but you will go higher than you've, you've, you've gone before. And that's the most important part. You, you will go higher than higher. How many times you hear people with cancer, next thing you know, they come back completely different people. Or people through a divorce, they come back, they get remarried, different people. That's the purpose of trauma. The purpose of trauma is not to break you, it's to make you. And that's exactly why things are going to shatter in your life and you almost have to almost expect it 
But because we lack sometimes, imagine going through this with no spirituality. Imagine going through this with no meaning. Not knowing what a shining of the vessel is. Just living a regular gut person. All of a sudden you have major trauma in your life. Where do you go? Who do you turn to? Who do you turn to? Okay, your therapist will get, help you process it. But where, how do you get out of it? How do you get to, that, to, this, to the tikkun process? Because remember, abandonment, breakage, rec- repair. Your job is to repair. And the more rational we are, the more rational we are, and the more logical we are, the, you're, the more you're going to stay there. Because how do you understand? Why would you pray to a God that has broken this vessel for you? Why would you pray to a God that has caused something to mix? You start feeling that abandonment. Instead of being the concealment, you will, you will confuse it for abandonment. Rab Natan tells us, beautiful chizur. And this is also, by the way, pretty much the same steps in hitting a goal. Hitting a goal is the same process. Basically, he's telling us practically that each beginning, you have to create a tzimtzum. Any beginning that I have, okay? I'm always motivated usually. We all, anytime you start a new business, you're up there at 8 o'clock, everything's, you have that energy. But chances are that energy is not going to be there permanently because you don't have a vessel. You're not a Navy SEAL, you know? I want to wake up at 3 o'clock, Gedalia, like you. I want to wake up. I said, do me a favor. First wake up at 7 before you wake up at 3. You understand? People, they, they, they come with their game, talking, I want to do this, I want to do this. Calm down. First wake up at 7. Now you're waking up at 9. So you want to go from 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock in the morning. It's not going to happen. Do you understand? First wake up at 7. But you can see this inspiration that we all have. That we always have. And you have to understand the same way that God created the world through this process. As, as the Midrash says, that God destroyed and created many worlds before this world came in. And it's the same process you have to hit with your goals, the same process with relationships. It's always we have this chachma, we have this energy. Same thing, LA, relationships. I'm so excited, I'm so excited. The excitement, what you need is endurance. Not excitement. You need endurance. Everybody's mistaking excitement. No, you need endurance. And you need strategy. Excitement is not enough. Excitement is not enough today. It's not going to get you anywhere. You could be excited, next thing you know, something doesn't go your way, you're not excited anymore. You need endurance and you need a strategy. And the way we do this is by having dot. How do you, for example, just like every single situation in life, starts with, each beginning creates its own symptom. Each symptom is, 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 is followed by shattering of the vessels and then. So for example, let's start. That's why it's very good when I tell people. They're going on, on a date. Next thing you know, there's a problem in the relationship. Okay? That doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the relationship. It means you hit a, you hit a, you hit a break. The vessel broke. So now what are you doing with that vessel? Change strategy or change procedure. It's not that the wrong, the relationship is no good. It's something in the relationship broke. There's too much light and you guys don't have a vessel for that light. So something broke. Your strategy is, is not to say abandon the ship and say, ah, every, and abort the mission. Your, your challenge is really to say, okay, what went wrong in that relationship? What can we change? How can we communicate better? Do you understand? That is the only reason. God is not here to punish you. 
He's not a person in the stick with lightning striking you. This is such an immature relationship we have with our Creator. We have a little, literally we have not grown up. And, and I can't say this enough, we have not grown up from this little uh, cartoon relationship that you have with your Creator. Breaking of the vessel is only for you to recognize that you had too much light and no vessel. That's the trauma. The vessel had to break. God created it that way. It teaches constantly because otherwise we wouldn't take it for granted. Now, why do we pay? Why do you pay an employee a certain amount of money? Why do, why do people pay, give a coach $20 million? <laughs> because he's already broken the vessels and he's got, gone through the experience already. He's already gone through the Shriyata Kehilim, the breaking of the vessels, the Tikkun process. So he earned that money. He earns that money because that experience gives him that money. You understand? The reason why you pay people money is because they're experienced. Because you need to know what to do on fourth and one when it's 10 seconds. You don't want the guy to freak out. You need to know the guy knows what he's got going. So this is why we pay people a lot of money. Because they've already gone through the process. Otherwise, you're going to learn, teach somebody new, you're going to go through the process with them. And the same thing in life. We always, the problem is in life, we are very self-centered. And unfortunately, are, sometimes we're ignorant and sometimes we're arrogant. And I do my own chuv on this because we always think the failure is about us. Instead of saying, God's teaching you to change something. I, why are you doing this to me? Ah, oh, me. It's always us. You understand? You can't win. You can't do anything in life. If everything, something breaks, all of a sudden you start blaming God or blaming yourself. No, it's a, it's a learning experience. What's the problem? Why is everything so personal? Why is everything so... I, believe me, as a Scorpio, I had to learn that lesson. I made everything about me. And I'm like, why am I... Why am I maybe this is God trying to teach me something. So the same thing with us today. Every time there's a, there's a, you have an inspiration to do something, right away you need to make it simsum. You need to contract that light. You need duration, not excitement. Do you understand? So when you're in a relationship, for example, let's say you're going out with a new person. If you go out with them seven hours every night, there's too much light. You can't maintain it. You're going to get sick of each other. So you need to create a space. So there's a... Concealment for the, for the absence of the newness. Because if you get, if a person gets too used to somebody, he's going to get bored of it too much. So that's why you have to have it simpson. Just like in a relationship, it's good to have times to speak, good to have times to date. But there always has to be a sense of secrecy. You can't just know everything about the person right away. Because then what do, you, what do you have to look forward to? Nothing. So the same thing. Too much light without the appropriate vessel breaks. And that's the shattering of the vessel. But God has not abandoned us. God just wants us to make the tikkun, to repair it. All your Creator wants you to do is to repair it. And the problem is we do the same thing over and over, it keeps on breaking, and then we blame God. You understand? The same thing. Relationships, physically, too much light. What do you think is going to happen? It's going to break. And then if you don't have a strategy to pick up from the breakage, then you never make the tikkun. You never make the repair. It's very, I can't explain to you that probably 99% of the problems are this problem. Lack of dot going through a struggle. Lack of, lack of strategy. Too much inspiration, no strategy. Not being able to, to, to learn from failure. Repeating the same thing over and over again. That's what it is. So this is what Rav is telling us. 
Each beginning has its own simsum. After the simsum, immediately by drawing of the light and shouting of the vessels. And then, that is to start small. So you can think big, but plan small. Here, we're in a very mindset of, think big, plan big. And then they get nothing but small results. But when you think big, you plan small, you get momentum. All this indicates, Rav Nassim is telling you, all of this indicates that the light of the potential is too intense. We haven't prepared ourselves properly, properly with the necessary vessels or the complete resolve to go, make a goal through completion. So like I always say before, how many times do I have to scream this? If you are not working on your self-esteem, you really cannot be in a relationship. Because all it takes is one fight. You're going to be making everything about you. And you're not going to recognize maybe there's something to repair instead of saying, I'm getting insulted, I'm getting abused, I'm getting that. I can't yell this enough. You understand why there's so much work? Because you're going to go through this. You're going to go through issues in the relationship. There's going to be major issues in the relationship. And if you're not will, if you don't have the proper communication skills to bounce back with a with a solution mindset instead of look what he's doing to me, it's not going to work out. And that's the problem today. It's going to break. It's going to break. But how quickly can you resolve that issue? It's going to break. No question. I'm already telling you. You're going to have major breakages in life. But do you take failures personal? Or do you learn from them and come up with a new strategy? That's the tikkun. Now, why do I have to have failure in the first place? Like I said before. Because otherwise you would have no meaning and boredom in life. And this is why our sages say that evil was created in the, when the absence, when the shattering of the vessels were created, evil was created. That allowed evil to exist. And our job in life is not to let evil, which is the Yetzirah, which is the ego, dictate our life. Our job is to say, what's next? Not cry in self-pity. And I know this sounds super, super, super is easier said than done, but you have to get your emotions out of the way and get to practicality. Many times our emotions are the ones doing more damage than what it is. Specifically, if we have never even dealt with them before and they've just been accumulated. So now just things become worse and worse. And then all we do is we want to do more. Disconnect from God. When you need to connect to God is when you're disconnecting from God. When you get blown out of a game and you fail big, that's not the time to party. You party when you win. That's the time to check in. That's the time to repair. When you went through a divorce, how many guys are friends of mine? I went through a divorce, time to have fun. What are you celebrating? What are you celebrating? What do you have to celebrate? You go back, you figure out what went wrong, and you come back strong, and you find the right girl. What are you celebrating? <laughs> it's like a team saying, let's go party. We just lost, you know, 60 to 20. Let's go party. What are you celebrating? What are you, what are you celebrating? <laughs> Lose yourself. What, what, do you, what? You celebrate when you win. You don't celebrate when, you, when, you, when something breaks. That's the time to repair. That's the time to get the grip. That's the time to get your head together and get back on the mound 
and do exactly what the Yetzirah wa- doesn't want you to do, is go into action. Yetzirah wants you to go into the retreat. What you need to do is just go straight into action. Now this pretty much is exactly, because this is exactly the way God created the world, this is exactly the same thing with absolutely everything in life. Losing weight, relationships, business, yourself, everything. And it's the same problems we all have today. Too much light, because remember, when you have low self-esteem, you want to catch up quickly. And sometimes you get rich or die trying. You end up usually die trying. So there has to be a process. There has to be patience. There has to be the breaking of the vessel, and then sometimes it'll break again and again. And the whole thing is just to fix. Nothing else. If you're not fixing, then you're either complaining, you're numbing, you're running away from it. What are you running away from? It's built into creation. What's there to run away from? Why not get back into a new relationship, but get back with a new strategy? Now I watch this concept happen over and over in my rehab centers. We tell patients, don't rush the hour, don't even look at the time, don't even look at time. Time doesn't exist for you. You have so much learning to do. <laughs> when they rush the process, no, I'm ready, relapse. Breaking of the vessel. Or next thing you know, they'll come into treatment, they'll meet somebody. Oh, I'm in a relationship, I'm in love. Don't get into a relationship in love, that's another addiction. They don't listen, relapse. It's <laughs> a relapse, that's a relapse. Not listening, not listening, not building the vessel, not being patient, etc. Not being, not being patient, not learning from your mistakes. So when you are not patient and you're not learning from your mistakes, those shattering of the vessels become permanent trauma. Permanent trauma. And you will not be able to get from it. And that's where arrogance begins because we blame somebody for it. And I hate to tell you, this is a, this is a lot of what's going on. So this is exactly where Ramnasan is saying. All shattering is to tell you to rethink, reapproach, reevaluate our attempts, either strengthen our resolve or continue the quest. The shattering of the vessels is not about you. It's not about you. God's teaching you a lesson. Fix it. For example, next thing you know, you get comfortable in your marriage. What do you think is going to happen? Passive-aggressive. Next thing you know, what do you have to do? Re- rekindle the light. Get the romance. Go on a date night. That, sh- that, bre- that fighting in the, in the relationship is nothing, it's because nothing changed. You never kept the new, the new enthusiasm. Like this concept in life. Do what you do in the beginning, at the end. So I tell couples all the time. You get married, make sure you stay fresh. <laughs> do not get comfortable in your relationship. The way you're looking at, the way you're dressing in the Sheva Brachas, dress the whole time. The way you're taking yourself, dress the Don't get comfortable just because you're married. Don't let yourself go. Don't let yourself go. That's the beginning of our problems. And this is what he's telling us. From failure, we learned that the goals we sought were too big or beyond our reach. Each shattering of the vessels serves to break those attempts into smaller, more attainable goals. Eventually, despite the many upsets, those who continually seek to achieve and learn from this new point are going to catapult to higher and higher success. 
So what you're supposed to do with the breaking of the vessels, you have not been abandoned by God, but things have to break. And this is where we, anytime we start a business, there's so much, this broke, okay, time to fix. It's like all day long it feels like we're fixing something. But this is the way God created the world. And guess what? Every single day is a brand new creation. Every single day is a brand new creation. Every single day is a brand new creation. So any, why staying in the past is such a problem? Because the reason why you're staying in the past is because you don't want to deal with another breakage. And that's really ego, ego-based. It's ego-based. All you're thinking about is how am I going to look if I fail again? So okay, stay in the shattered vessels. But this process happens over and over again. Your job, like I said, like, like the Arizal says, listen to what he's saying here. The drama, this is from Inner Space by Rabbi Arya Kaplan. The drama of the shattering of the vessels and the rectification becomes the blueprint. The blueprint. That's your blueprint. You have a blueprint, you know, your house can get knocked down. But if you have the blueprint, you can rebuild. 100%. You can rebuild. Anytime. If you have a blueprint, first thing they ask you, where's the blueprint? Becomes the blueprint for man's ability to overcome evil and become a vessel of godliness in this world. It is only when a man overcomes the concealment of the divine in his own life that he arouses a corresponding influence of light and blessing into the spiritual universes. When a man accomplishes God's will below, he causes a rectification above. The vessels are then able to receive greater and greater revelation of light and transmit from one universe to another. Without the shattering of the vessels, there would be no possibility for man to choose between good and evil and thereby resemble his creator. Therefore, however, we should know why the vessels were created flawed. Why did God create the vessels flawed? It's so that the actual source of evil should be something good that has fallen. Had evil been created as an independent en entity, man would not be able to rectify it in a form of teshuva. If evil was separately, I can never bring it back to good. That's why the problem is the solution. Again, I ha evil comes from, from that trauma is, 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 the, is the strength. You understand? Every situation in our life, every failure. This is why if you're not speaking the word Amuna today, because Amuna is going to help you get there. Faith will help you because faith completely bypasses the logical mind of look what happened to me. Amuna can take you to places where you would never imagine. But without Amuna, I don't know how you'd get there. All you're going to look is broken vessels. And who did it to you? And the rational mind will come up with whatever excuse, whoever to blame. And that's really the difference today. That is the difference between one person and another person. So this is why when we're going through trauma, when we're going through a situation, it's very important to first get your emotions in check. Second, start small again. Think big, but start small. Don't think big. You don't have to climb the mountain. Many people tell me, I lost a million dollars. How am I going to make it? I can never make it again. It's going to take me so much time. That's the problem. Start small. I remember when I had to pay my gambling debts back. I had to start small. And eventually build that momentum. And then God will bless you. God gives you the strength because you, you, 
you're now rectifying evil. You're overcoming it. You're overcoming the concealment. So it's not that just because when I'm overcoming trauma, it's not, I'm not doing it from just myself. I'm actually crowning my creator. I'm revealing the greatness of God that he gave me such a difficult situation and I'm still going. That will give you unbelievable blessings in your life. But the opposite is true. true. When I get breakage in my life and I stay there and I shut down and I run to addictions and I, or I blame other people or I make everything about me, then how could you crown your creator? All you're saying is there's nothing but hopeless and despair. And we have the option today to become, to turn all the traumas into triumph. And that's your job in this world. Your job is not to understand it. Your job is to overcome things. And when you understand this principle and you have this blueprint in your life, there's nothing, there's no reason for despair. There's no reason for anything else. But let's go. Let's go. What are we doing different in this relationship? Okay, we're not getting get physical. We're going to talk different. What are we doing in this relationship? We're going to go on a date night once a week. We're going to go on a vacation once a month. We're going to spend lunch together. Repair. Instead of fighting, bickering, and fault, who's yelling and whose fault, etc. Which is what people do. And they say, it's not for me. Okay. Well, you're just going to jump into another problem. Another relationship with the same issues. This is why it's not, people think, oh, I just need to find the one. What you need to do is you need to marry somebody who has an open mindset and a good mindset. That's it. But there's going to be these situations. But a person who's very arrogant and he's one way and he's all about him, because remember, in order to prepare, you need humility. You need humility. You need to say, what can I change to make this better? But without that humility, it's all arrogance. It's all about me. And so, may Hashem help us. This is why, at the end of the day, humble people come back bigger. But arrogant people, they stay in that problem all day long. Hashem help us that we should do exactly this Passover. When you're sitting in the Seder, it's exactly where you're living. You're talking about the trauma. You're living through the trauma. The, the times that you were despair, because remember, why? if the Jews believed that God was there, they would be praying. But they didn't believe. Actually, they had to get taken completely. If they would have spent one more day in Egypt, they would, they would have never been able to come back. They hit the 50th gate. So they had to get taken literally by a spiritual PPP loan. <laughs> they would have never made it. Sometimes God does to us. He says, listen, I know you're not going to make it on your own. I'm going to give you that lift. I'm going to give you that light. But then when you get that light, you, gotta, you have to use it. And you have to be able to bounce back. Hashem, help us all. But we should all grow from trauma. And we should all recognize all these triggers that we're going through. It's all, it's all the purpose to elevate them. It's all to elevate them. That's all it is. And also to let go of the stuff that's in there, in your system. You have to let it go. There's still things that need to be released. You have to let it go. So remember, always don't fight the feeling. Let it, just let it pass. Just let it pass. Don't fight it. Don't, don't have the fear of fearing it. Just let it pass. That is a tremendous recipe for a lot of things. This, this class can give you, if you understand this class, guaranteed to be successful. You're guaranteed to be successful. You'll be guaranteed to be successful because you're always going to be in the solution and never be in the problem. But if we don't have this, it's, it's pretty much the, the key to everything. Have a good day. Okay.